You just can't oh, resist. Oh, just leave me be. I like to commentate on the size of your fruit. Yeah, I mean, that's normally oh, before the tapes start running. Yeah, so that sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Because there's no context to that. But let's just leave it there. Tom's always got his fruit out. I have surprisingly small apples. But a regular size banana. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think weeks. the banana only looks big because it's next to the tiny apples. It's never next to them because I don't have to hold both in one hand. I'd have quite I'm small hands. Hand. It wouldn't I, work. I, that's what I was starting to wonder. What's the size of your hands in this context? Have you got Well, I've forgotten. Well, the only that... hand I can compare it to is my other one. It's <laughs> 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 exactly one hand large. I mean, my hand is about this much in comparison to my face. But does he have a normal size face? That's I mean, you've seen my up. face. You have. Yeah, I mean, I you've seen my hands for fuck's sake. I have. <laughs> you've also times, seen my face. But I've forgotten. Are they normal? I think they... that you'd remember if any part of Dan were secretly large or small. Right. <laughs> like Here is a phone, atypical. which is of a size. Fine. And my hand is slightly oh, bigger, yeah. but not much. But it's yeah. quite a big phone, but it's not a massive phone. <laughs> Have I, I mean, I mean get, this is kind of... I haven't got any coins. No. This, this is kind of segueing quite nicely into the it theme is, of this sketch, by the way. Here's a bunch of keys. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. But, I mean, the thing about phones and keys, that isn't a standardised size. Yeah, yes. give me a standard If only there was a standardised system for measurement. That's my hand. Okay, so your hand is a regular size, so the apples are small then. Smaller than average. Fine. I'm glad. <laughs> I'd I'm say glad they're we've... pretty fucking average. I'm glad But, we've come you know, they're conclusion. average for smaller apples. <laughs> well, that means that they're small. <laughs> they are average for the sort of apple I buy. Yeah, but you, you, but you buy those apples. I do buy those so apples. So you buy yes. the apples that are smaller than the average apple, boo boo. Yes, but that's, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand the problem. I don't think there is a problem. I think it's weird no. that Noah's obsessed with it. And weird that you won't admit it. Yes, I admit they are smaller than a Golden Delicious. There, I've said it. Oh. They're probably equivalent to a Cox. They're also less golden. They're probably, they're probably more delicious. Yeah. Golden Delicious are not that nice, are they, stand. really? don't know no. where they stand in comparison to a Pippin. Another apple. I'm really running out of apple. <laughs> Granny Smith's Pippin. Smith. Pippin is definitely a little apple, isn't it? But they are bigger, however, than crab apples. Did I tell you the Hindu crab story? Speaking of crabs, no, no. I'm sure you remember crabs, if you had. I, I must have told you this story before. I, don't I went remember. on a Hindu to Blackpool, and I was sitting next to the bride's aunt, and she told me a story. So the next night. The Hindu was going to Dream Boys. Um, is that, I was, me, is that like a scripture show? Chip and, like Chippendales, right, yeah, right. like strippers, basically. I didn't go because Mike was running the London Marathon the next day, so I was not going to this part of the Hindu. And she said, oh, I've been before. And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, my other niece, in the week before her wedding, went to Dream Boys. And I went, oh, right, okay. You know, nothing really to comment there. But a few days later, her eye swelled up this a few days before the wedding she went to the doctors and the doctor said to her you've got crabs in your eye <laughs> and she went this is not possible it's a few days before my wedding i've been with my husband to be for a long time there's no way either of us has got crabs and she had this flashback to being at dream boys where the guy <laughs> flicked his thong when he took it off into the audience it scraped her eye 
and he was riddled with crabs. So she got a crabby eye from the guy at Dream Boys flicking his thong at her. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did she sue? that dirty? Now I remember well, it. How, how would you prove it? Why do you need to prove it? You just get rid of the fucking crabs and live your life. Sounds like a man who's had crabs before. <laughs> <laughs> if you had that many crabs, would that not itch a lot? Yeah, would it not be quite scra- distracting doing but, your but, perky biceps? Bup, 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 if your balls are itching. Just incorporate that into the dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a kind of grizzled prospector-themed strip show. <laughs> oh, I'm itching, itchy Pete. Come on, look Isn't at that me, filthy? Willie. Um, we are almost eight minutes into this recording and <laughs> we haven't right. spoken about haven't done the sketch yet. <laughs> 1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 198. Sketch Okey-dokey. Samples. Get your free samples here. Ah, madam, would you like some free moisturiser samples? What brand? Creme de Eternal Youth Luxury, madam. A rich, rejuvenating lotion that will transform your skin from drawn and grey to Dorian grey. Hey, my skin's not drawn and grey. No, but just say. And it's free. And it's a soothing and satisfying balm that will transform your skin from pitted grand to Peter Pan. Sorry, that one doesn't really work. I don't know. Yes, you do. Here, this is your free trial pack. And here's your survey form for after the trial. Having used Creme de Eternal Youth Luxury for five weeks, I declare my skin to be most like the following. A. Baby soft. B. Rough and calloused. Tramp style. Or C. Hairy like a dog. Seems like a leading question to me. Oh, I think not, madam. It's a legitimate piece of scientific research. Is it? And yet I feel as though you're pushing me in the direction of baby soft. There's no obligation. Answer as you see fit. Right. Why would I want the porridge-slattered, dribble-rash skin of a mewling infant anyway? I'd probably put tramp. At least they're grown-ups. No, wait! We were thinking of a younger baby than that. What, some squidgy, vernix-blighted little goblin with its weird eyes all gummed together and fingers like E.T.? No thanks. Uh, we we were thinking of a rather more beautiful baby. Well, this is just the point, isn't it? I need a control. With creme de eternal youth luxury, you've got control, madam. No, no, a scientific control. In order to compare myself with the right kind of baby, I'll need a baby to carry around with me. Or one available to stroke intermittently, at the very least. I'm not sure we've got one. You can make one. All you need to do is get yourself a baby and calibrate it to the SI baby. There's probably one in a velvet line box in Paris, wouldn't you say? I'm not sure I would. Yeah, you know, the little room in Paris where they keep the metre and the kilogram and the concrete evidence of people leaving their doors unlocked in the 40s. Yeah. Before I can start making scientific comparisons, I'll need a thorough delineation of neonate epidermal pliability, won't I? I'm not sure, 
But... And then, of course, in order for me to answer your question with the absolute scientific rigour I know your company demands, I'd also need a reference vagrant and platonic dog. Uh... But it's free, and you... But you see, I've stroked a lot of dogs before, so I can extrapolate my own internal canine mean. Plus, a bag of tinnies would probably buy me enough vagrant rubbing rights to get the tramp average down. It's just the babies I don't really have access to, and we have already agreed they come in wildly varying skin states, haven't we? So, speaking as two legitimate scientists, we'll have to agree I can take the test, but my only real options are B or C. Never mind. That's fine, isn't it? No, but 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 you can't. Of course I can. No obligation, you said. Draw up that contract. Uh, oh, oh, all right. What's, what's your name, madam? Mrs Nivea. Hyacinth Nivea. <laughs> uh. I can see why we got to E on it. Yeah. It definitely feels like we've got to E on it. It feels overworked. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, done by yeah, committee, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Nearly it good. also feels like an idea where there should be a good sketch there. Nobody kind of reboots a sketch. Everybody kind of tries to re- rebuild on what somebody's done before. And if you're kind of searching around for the joke, you have to actually try mainly even delete the sketch and t- start again. But everyone's kind of keep in a lot of what the previous person put into the sketch. But then you have this kind of very disjointed hodgepodge of, of jokes in there. Can do. It's the rhythm that often gets checked that, out. Yeah, that's exactly is. right, isn't it? There's good lines in there, but they kind of feel bolted together. 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor and Alistair Turvitt. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow. We were thinking of a younger baby than that. Baby. Baby. <laughs> baby. baby. You've just gone full northern, have you now? <laughs> <Just> arbitrarily. <laughs> Slowly creeping that direction. <laughs>